The content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior Matters. Yes. And today we're going to talk about matters of behavior. And Sissy, Um, I know that you've got a topic that you have been wanting to talk about, and I know it's going to be a really good one, and I think I have some funny things to add to it. So I love this topic that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Oh, great. The thing is, you and I talk all the time about ABA mm-hmm. is everywhere. You can see it everywhere, and, and it's true. And um, I realized that many of us have had our behavior changed without even realizing it, And it might be even hard to trace back to exactly where did that begin? Yes. There's a professional asking me today about the registered behavior technician certification. And um, and I said, yeah, you should do it. You should do it. She said, well, I mean, I know it's about behavior and autism. And I said, not really. We use ABA every day. People use, you use it on me. I use it on you. You use it on your students. You use it on your own children. You know, your pets, it's it's everywhere. So it would be great for you to learn more to see, you know, how it really applies all over our lives. And one of the places that I have noticed <laughs> recently, and many others may have noticed and not realized that ABA was at play, is that um, there is something has happened. It is almost a requirement <laughs> that you text someone before you call them, Right. How many times do you and I text each other? You got a minute? Can you talk? Can you got a minute? Can you talk? Yes, I know. I do that all the time. And I don't know where that, when or where that rule or that behavior started emerging. I feel like it was fairly recently, maybe even within the science time frame of COVID. And I was thinking about this. So you know me and, and some of our listeners know me. And if you know me, you know that weird things happen in my life. Just bizarre, <laughs> weird, random things just tend to happen. I have a, one of my directors, I was telling her a funny story. And she goes, well, of course, because you're Susan. Like, I just <laughs> weird things happen, not to me, but in my life. And I was thinking about that guy. Do you remember when that guy came running to my house to hide him in the garage? Yes, yes, I do. So I was outside with the dogs. I let Blossom in and Bo and I were coming in. And all of a sudden, this man, this young man, runs up to me and he's like, do you have a garage? Do you have a garage? I put me in the garage. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? And I looked at him and Sissy, you know, you know this look. He had this look of sheer terror on his face. Like, I wasn't scared of him. I was scared for him because he seemed so nice. And he was like, they're coming. They're coming. Look, they're right there. And I said, who? And he said, the ghosts. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And he said, I live here. I live here. Kathy's my mom. Kathy's my mom. I live here. Please put me in the garage, please. And I was like, okay. Bo's going crazy. So I open the front door. I lock the front door. I go around to the garage. I open the garage door lock the door to the garage, and I hear him turn, uh, close the garage door. 
And so I immediately did, was freaking out and I immediately called my friend Jennifer and she was like, hello. And I was like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what just happened. And she was like, I knew it was an emergency because you didn't text me first. <laughs> so, and you know that, I mean, it's so true. Anyway, what ended up happening is I called the mom and I said, there's a man in my garage who is saying that you're his mother. She said, oh goodness, my husband will come get him. So I opened the door to the garage and he was in the back seat of my car and he was like waving his hands like, no, 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 they're coming. They're coming. And I was, I, I just said, your dad's coming to get you. Your dad's coming to get you. I'm going to open the garage door. No, 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 they're coming. They're coming. And um, so I opened the garage door and sure enough, there comes dad and, and bless his heart. You know, I don't know if he was on lack of sleep because he had lost a brother and a grandfather not long before this incident or what was going on. But um, um, it just brings me back to that whole rule because that's the one time that I called Jennifer like, ah, without texting her first, you know, because I don't know, you know, I don't know why we do that. I guess it really is a rule. And I would say there there is a group of young people who their preference is texting all the time. Well, I am that way too. Um, there's some, I guess maybe, I don't know how young it goes, but at least mid-30s, I can think of some of the people hmm. that I love in my life that would definitely just prefer the text back and forth and <laughs> to not actually yeah. have to have a live conversation. And those, again, are just rules that you accidentally learn. Just pick uh, it up. Yeah. I mean, I remember like I was thinking about my great niece, um, she's going to be six. And I remember when we gave her a book, um, she swiped on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's technology has changed us, right? Technology yeah. is changing our lives. Um, yeah. I see that too. Children swiping books. Like it's like, it's a screen that will change. And you were telling a story at lunch <laughs> the know, other day about your great nephew. Well, yeah, about technology and how amazing it is. I think he was probably six when this happened. I'm just hanging out and uh, my phone starts ringing and it's a, a video call and I open it up and I'm suddenly in a video chat <laughs> with, with uh, my little great nephew, his mom his grandmother, his grandfather, and me. We're, we're all here, and we're having a little conversation with him. And come to find out, um, his mom had set up, you know, video messaging. With, he can only call the people that she has approved for him to be able to video call. And how old is he? He, he, he was six when he did this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, he... He set up the call, though, the video part on his own. She's like, I had no idea he knew how to do that. Um, and I was saying to her, when I was six, yeah. I wasn't allowed to answer the phone <laughs> because, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, they might not have trusted what I would say about who was home or be able to answer any of the questions that they had. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, I think we were probably, this is, of course, back in the day when phones hung on the wall. And were, had dials on them and, and it, long yeah, cords. Yeah, and we had dial. Yeah, we didn't know how to dial, really. Maybe, maybe by six I did. But we were probably playing with it, not like it definitely wasn't something 
And of course, that was also a time when you wait until, you know, after seven or after eight to make a long distance. Oh, call. yes. Oh, yes. I remember those days. I remember. And now you just say to people, you know, unless you're calling out of the country, you're not thinking about that there's going to be a different charge based on where you're calling. Exactly. Um, oh, I remember so, those days. My mom was from Ireland and she would call home maybe once a month, but it was always at these weird times, you know, and then my dad lived in Australia for my part of my high school experience, most of my senior year. And yeah, we would wait by the phone and he would call, you know, we'd have to time it just perfectly. And it would be like eight o'clock, you know, on a Friday night and there he'd be. But yeah, I remember those days. I remember my brother lived in New Jersey and my mom wouldn't call him. He called her. So he would get incurred the charges. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, I think sort of that idea about texting before you call is sort of one of those hidden agenda things, but it's a yeah. hidden, you know, our hidden curriculum that applies to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. Yeah. not just kids on the spectrum. That it's yeah. like, oh, gee, so that's a rule. Didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, For you and I and most of the, our listeners, that, that hidden curriculum item wasn't really, I mean, it was taught to us because of the behavioral responses, right? Yeah. But yes. for a person who's on the spectrum, you might have to really systematically teach it, you know, and teach text etiquette and teach. Yeah. You do have to teach text etiquette. And we both know that from experience. Like if you like someone, you can't text them 75 times in one day, right? Yes, that would be considered stalking to some people. Right. And and even like what kinds of things it's okay to text, you know, and what kinds of things it's not okay to text. Right. But um, I was thinking about other kinds of things that we uh, sort of adhere to or most of us adhere to. Like if someone says, wow, wow, you know, if their response to you is a, a few wows, they're really sort of trying to say, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Not all. I will say this. If I say, wow, 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 maybe what you're telling me is, wow, wow, wow. You know, yeah. But yeah. Uh, a lot of people, wow, that's crazy. You know, it's pretty much like, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 There are so many hidden curriculum items in our world that, you know, we learn just be by the results of our behavior. Um, but our kids don't learn through the results of their behavior. And you know, that's why, you know, you and I harp on this all the time about the importance of social skills instruction. And, you know, I think back to Nicholas and James and Chris and some of the other guests that we've had on the show that have really accomplished so very, very much. And if you look at their situation, um, they, well, I don't know about James, but I know Chris and Nicholas had very, 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 very strong parents who yeah. kind of helped them navigate that hidden curriculum. And I'm sure yeah. James did too, because he's hilarious and social and, and, and great. And he had something good happen in his life. I can remember Rob March, who is very big into positive behavior supports, very, very big into being able to change school culture and make it more positive. He said something once to me that was so profound, and it's true, whether you're talking about gen ed kids or special ed kids, if you see the behavior you like, acknowledge it, mm -hmm. whether that means candy or praise or whatever. And if you don't see the behavior you like, 
teach it. <laughs> you know, so if a kid is missing that hidden curriculum piece, don't assume he should know it. Teach it. If you see it, acknowledge it. If you don't, teach it. I'm like, how simple is that? It is very simple. And, you know, I, I have these conversations frequently, particularly now that we're in the beginning of the school year. That's um, probably the hardest school year I've had in a very long time. And, um, you know, we talk about we talk about that and we talk about kids needing to learn to sit and other prerequisite skills. And I have teachers and paras who say, well, he won't do that. And I'm like, I know. So we have to teach it. Right. How do we teach? We teach with prompting and reinforcing. And, you know, but I find myself saying that quite a bit that, no, he doesn't have that skill. And, and whether it's a kid who has significant needs or a kid who's more independent and just has social needs, you have to teach it, acknowledge it or praise it when you see it and teach it when you don't. Sometimes people think kids come pre-wired to the educational table, able to do stuff that they have not been taught to do. Right. Right. And so, yeah, and that's our job. I think we should jump into the question because it might take us a minute to talk about some of the stuff in the question. Are you ready? I love the question. <laughs> okay. It's so good. Sissy calls Susan, but Susan does not answer. She tries again with no success. The next day, she calls Susan on the way to an appointment. Susan does not answer. As she is about to finish the appointment, she texts Susan and says she is going to call in just a minute when she's on her way home. Susan texts back, that's great. <laughs> Another day, she calls with no answer. She is finishing up grocery shopping and texts Susan that she has something important to tell her and will call her as soon as she gets her groceries in the car. And Susan says that she'll be ready to, take to talk. Sissy begins to regularly text Susan and others before calling them. A few days later, Sissy sees a meme that says, don't try to call me without texting first. And last, because she realizes most of her friends do not pick up a call without a text first. The idea demonstrated here that Sissy is texting before calling best shows A, extinction, B, positive reinforcement, C, rule-governed behavior, D, all of the above, E, B and C only, F, A and B only. Does you this know, sound like a... Yes, questions. Yes, I was talking to one of my supervisees over the weekend, and she has to take quizzes for her coursework. And she said that the quizzes are formatted like that. And I said, well, good, they're prepping you for the exam. Because they do have a lot of questions that it could be one, it could be both, it could be all. Um, so I love this question. And, and I can see how it could be very confusing on the test. Um, but let's walk through it. So A, extinction. You know, that was taking place um, in the real, if it were the real world, Susan was kind of not giving sissy attention for the behaviors that she didn't want to see, right? So extinction is removing attention, right? So it's a little bit different than ignoring because the expectation with extinction is that the behavior will decrease. Ignoring is just what we do to get through the day because it's almost three o'clock. So I do think that her behavior was put on extinction because she was only given attention for the appropriate behavior. And we just, I just, Susan, Susan, me didn't give attention to the behavior that I didn't want to see anymore. So that applies. And then the attention that Sissy got from me responding to the texts was positive reinforcement. It increased her behavior of texting before she calls. And I think a lot of people would say that this was a rule governed behavior. 
And let's talk through that as to why it's not a rule-governed behavior. Well, rule-governed behavior are any behavior that is influenced or mediated by verbal behavior. So if I say to you, always close the paint can very carefully, and you don't have to experience the dried out paint, Mm. then it was a rule governed behavior. Gotcha. Uh, And you do it because of that. So so any of those things uh, that we do that we would consider verbal behavior, whether it is pointing, still meaning um, there is verbal communication going on there. However, you're giving them that information. If it is not something that they have to actually experience, you know, punishment or reward in order to get to, and the verbal behavior mediates it, then we call it rule governed behavior. So give an example, if you will, like your nephew getting the phone and your mom, the mom saying people usually like you to text before you call. Yeah, that would be rule governed behavior. If, um, if she did that. Absolutely. And in fact, people probably do that now when they give their kids a phone. They probably say, be sure and text before you call because that's what people like. And then if the kiddo never has to call and not get the answer and they always text before, then they learned it through rule-governed behavior rather than extinction and positive reinforcement like I did in the example. So, so will you explain for our listeners a little bit more about the difference between this phone scenario and the text scenario and why one is rule-governed and why one is not? In well, in my example, you do see that she laughs at don't try to call me without texting first. The uh-huh. reason it's not in this example is because my behavior had already been changed. And you had experienced it. Yeah, yeah. I had had the extinction and the positive reinforcement, and now I am engaging in texting prior to calling. And that's what changed my behavior more than seeing the words. The words were funny to me because it had changed my behavior. Exactly. But I think that it's still extinction and positive reinforcement, even if you didn't in the back of your mind say, I am going to shut this down. Yes, (laughs) right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's just, you just don't, I just didn't respond to that. I do respond to the text and now her behavior has changed. Yeah, absolutely. So it would be F, A and B only. And I think, you know, the, the rule governed behavior is a real tricky one because I would think a lot of people would think it was rule governed, but because you experienced it and the behavior had already changed with your nephew if mom said, or if you say, please put the paint lid on really tight, I may not have ever experienced dry paint, but I would follow the rule because that's what you told me to do. Right. And so if I'm taking the test, I'm looking at a question like that. I'm going to go back to what is the behavior we're talking about? We're talking about Sissy texting before she calls. And all of that happened prior to the meme. I, you know, th- those kinds of little pieces of information are going to be thrown in from time to time to make sure you're really paying attention. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you begin to go, can I rule any of these out? Well, obviously, extinction is there. Obviously, positive reinforcement is there. When does the rule governed behavior happen? Yeah. So, yeah. Good question, Sissy. That was really good. One. I, know, I know people are going to think about that. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. I hope we made you think. Um, We look forward to seeing you or talking with you next week. As always, please like, subscribe, share, or comment on social media and or rate and review us on the podcast app that you're using. We have a great interview next week, a follow-up with our friend Nicholas, who was our first interview of episode 10. And he has some really good 
advice for living independently. Thank you, guys. We'll talk next week. Bye.